a companion to both dogs and never happier than when they all slept together in a tangled pile. Once they settled in Arlington, Kara took the leap and fulfilled a lifelong dream of establishing an obedience and training school. She rented space in a strip mall a dozen blocks from home and set up both an indoor training area and an outdoor agility range for training during good weather. She'd already graduated half a dozen classes, and word of mouth was making her quite popular among the DC set who wanted a well-behaved dog to show off to colleagues and friends. Kara picked up the crossword puzzle book previously abandoned on the end table and started absently flipping through it, skipping over page after page of puzzles completely filled with blue ink. Don't tell me you've finished another one. Meg shook her head, bemused at her sister's ability for word games. These are all too easy. I need a better challenge. Kara tossed the book carelessly back onto the table and picked up her coffee instead. So, finish your story. Did the guy run? He tried. Took off through the house for the back door, probably heading toward the battlefield again, since he seems to consider that a safe zone. Safe enough to drop the bodies of innocent girls, Kara muttered. He got the surprise of his life when he reached the patio door to find another three agents standing there, guns drawn, waiting for him. Meg's smile was nearly feral, but then the mental picture of a broken child bloomed, and her glee in the takedown faded. His terrified kids and wife were home at the time. We tried to make it easy on them, but he refused to go down without a fight. He murdered a young girl but had kids of his own? Could you tell if he'd ever hurt them? Too early to say, but they were young. The oldest was probably no more than four. I think his preferences ran a little older than that. Meg spit out words that left her with a bad taste in her mouth. But not much. No, not much. They might have been in real danger in a few years. What was brutally clear was the wife had no idea what he'd been doing in his spare time. There's no doubt Hawk and Lacey were right on the money. We found trophies of his kills tucked into a drawer in the bedroom, and not just from today's victim. There were indications of male victims, too, so there may be some additional cases we'll be able to close from this. Guess this guy won't be getting out for a while. If ever. No judge is going to grant bail because he's a genuine flight risk, and it's going to be a slam dunk for the jury with what we have. She ran her fingers lightly over Hawk's back. He was so deeply asleep he didn't even twitch. The dogs did a great job. There wasn't any other obvious evidence at the scene to link to the perp. We might have gotten DNA evidence downstream, but without the dogs, we wouldn't have found him so quickly. And who knows who else might have died in the meantime. Kara raised her cup in a toast. You guys rocked it. Now that you're home, Meg's cell phone rang, and she leaned forward to pick it up off the coffee table. Sorry, give me a sec. Her voice trailed off. What? Kara set down her cup and shifted forward on the couch. Meg stared at the caller ID on her phone. Supervisory Special Agent Craig Beaumont, her section chief at the bureau. It's Craig. Why would he call? He knows we've already put in a full day. Maybe you missed something in your 300 pages of paperwork. Kara looked pointedly at the phone in Meg's hand. Only one way to find out. Meg answered the call. Jennings. Meg, I need you to come back in. Craig's normally calm voice barked in her ear, his words unusually accentuated. Craig, we've just gotten off shift. 
Hawk is finally resting. Do you need the on-call list? I think- I know who's on-call, and I know you've just closed the monocacy case, but I need you and Hawk, now. The emphasis made Meg's blood run cold. She met her sister's eyes, seeing the question there. What happened? A bomb went off in the Department of Agriculture building. The courtyard in the middle of the North building appears to be the epicenter of the blast. It's the middle of the workday, so the building was full. To make matters worse, although it's not a public building, some rural school board from Virginia made special arrangements for its students to tour the facility, and they were inside at the time. Craig ignored Meg's gasp of shock and continued. I don't know how many are dead or injured, but part of the building collapsed and we have people trapped. Lauren and Rocco are still in New York City, Pat and Sadie are in Washington State with that landslide, and we lent Scott and Theo to the Louisiana Department of Corrections while they're trying to track down that escaped convict. Metropolitan PD are sending in all available canine units, but you know that unit is mostly tracking and detection dogs, not search and rescue.